point we're going. Um, yeah, I just... What's up, Mike? <laughs> uh, What's up? My name's Sean Patty. If you're tuning into my show, you've probably seen my name a couple times. This is uh, the Music in Our World podcast. I'm joined by Alex Amadeus. Alex Michalis here. Um, talk about some music, some other stuff. What's going on, man? All right, so I can jump in. Yeah, yeah. you can jump in. It's oh, all you. Hey. Short, short sign on. Well, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful day, and it's a great time to be here. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, just a good time to sit down and, and talk with my boy, John Patty. So, but, uh, all right. There's, there's no, like, structure, you know? It's like, I think one of the, the things I, I usually start with is um, what is... How did you get started in music? Were you in band? Did you do choir? Were you in a rock band? That kind of stuff. That's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I started, I never did band. I never did choir in middle school. In fact, uh, they had this third option they had just invented where you do like a medley of electives where you learn a little music, you learn a little theater, home economics, learn how to sew and make an Orange Julius. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I did that, so I, I didn't go this traditional route of doing a, uh, a brass instrument, mm-hmm. or, you know, they said I could have done trombone, and they said I had nice lips, and that guy's in prison now. So, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. <laughs> Wasn't and, even the band director? Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, as far as, like, actually getting started, uh, I listened to metal um, since what sixth grade I guess yeah I got started with Metallica and the Black Album mm-hmm. and then um, evolved more into like you know System of Down it gets a little bit crazier mm-hmm. Avenged Sevenfold then you start getting into like As Like Dying where it's just screaming uh, Job for a Cowboy just straight up death metal at that point sure. but um, it was about 10th uh, grade I think uh, where I actually joined a band as a vocalist um, a local um, deathcore band. Uh, we never played a, a first show or anything, mm-hmm. but we uh, we practiced, had a had a couple songs together, um, and we broke up before we could play that that first gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but with what I had brought to the table already, it was still very exciting. I felt like it shouldn't have died there, and yeah. there was much more that I could do. Um, so a lot of my ideas I just kind of kept with me, and then it wasn't until you know, maybe like three years ago, two or three years ago that I wanted to buckle down. I had all these riffs that I had wrote uh, wrote (laughs) wrote over the years and, um, you know, drum parts, bass parts, um, things that I wanted to say in lyrics, uh, all these had really built up and it's like, okay, let's buckle down and actually uh, put some structure to it. Let's Mm -hmm. make these into songs. Um, So yeah, that's that's how I got to... um, making my own music, uh, playing all the instruments, doing the vocals, and writing a full-length album front to back. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's sort of the, the humble beginnings there mm-hmm. and uh, where I am now. That's rad, man. I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the record, too, mm-hmm. um, because obviously, like, it's... When I was listening to it, I was like, whoa, like, you did all the parts. Like, that's that's impressive, because, mm-hmm. you know, as coming from a drummer, I was like, okay, there's some double bass in there. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not territory I go into often, but also like a casual drummer 
even <laughs> for someone who's not like a full-time drummer a lot of the time that's not something they go into but it was like like right on this is a <laughs> this is a done thing um and i do want to get to the record but um i'm i am curious because a lot of times i've i felt a little bit pigeonholed when i was coming up to be like a band program um and so for someone to have a lasting interest in music that's really cool but i'm curious what what were those other you said you got to do like a a medley of electives what were the other the other things you did in there oh in um what that middle like, school yeah back in school yeah oh, okay um yeah so i did those electives um what else i hung out with stoners um <laughs> did not partake you know but i don't know i just kind of was down to earth with them um as far as ooh, i don't know i just listened to a lot of music i didn't do too much with like after school activities mm-hmm. uh really until um it came to uh applying for college yeah they, they needed those activities so yeah. um yeah really what i did in my free time was um you know i had my guitar um my bass uh an electronic drum set mm-hmm. and any free time i would you know doodle on that a little bit uh maybe make something or like a little 15 second 30 second bit and just internalize it or like record it some like on an mp3 player and yeah. just like do this little bit and then just keep it um but yeah other than that um yeah i didn't i didn't do too much i was a pretty good you know kid in school uh even with the band and the funny thing about that is i thought i was gonna be a part of this band mm-hmm. we were gonna get signed and we're gonna tour the world sure. and all yeah. that I, I think a lot of people have that and for us to break up before our first show uh, really, really humbled me. But at the same time, um, I was still like doing well in school, you know, showing up every day, <laughs> uh, above level classes, not trying to stunt or anything, but, <laughs> that's no, but you know, just, uh, <laughs> just, just keep showing up, you know, make the grades. And I had, you know, grades good enough to, um, to go to college and, and graduate there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, no, part. that's, yeah. it's, because the, the thing is, sometimes people also are like inspired by, oh yeah, I was I also took an art class, but it really stuck with me, even if they're not a, an art major. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's kind of no matter what you do, I think if if the music bug gets you, that's what you do, mm-hmm. and the other stuff is like, oh yeah, I took a class. But um, well, let's let's talk maybe about the, um, I guess leading up to the record, when like when you were in the band, um, is that stuff that you wrote that y'all played, or is, was it a kind of a group effort? Yeah, it, it was a group effort, but I um, I did write a bit, even some of the uh, the guitar parts, mm-hmm. some of the drum parts. I was like, hey, try this, and you know, the drummer gets up, and I'm like, do it like this, and yeah. you know, oh, okay. It, same with uh, the guitarist too, and it, it was pretty, you know, hands on effort, but. Um, yeah, with, with that, you know, just, just falling flat and still having the ideas, I think that's really what stuck with me mm-hmm. and um, really gave me the urge to finish and do something on my own. Uh, granted, it took, what, like 10 years <laughs> after that? But, um, but I mean, um, it was really a life goal at mm-hmm. that point to um, put out this record where you did 100% of everything mm-hmm. on it. Um, and you know put that stamp on it that this is yours no matter how successful it was either it wasn't even about like if people um grabbed it and blowing up or getting 
going viral or anything like that. Just the fact that, you know, I, I can say that I did this project, I finished it and put it out, it's published. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I, uh, you told me about it and I, I locked on Spotify and I was like, dude, this is the coolest, but that background <laughs> photo, and like, it just <laughs> means right. something, man, to have mm -hmm. that completed project. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. Is Did you have a, and you said you've kind of been working through these riffs and had them in your head. Was there, was there something specific you were trying to say or is it just a, a, an all-encompassing thing? Well, um, so as far as the theme of the album, it's, uh, it's Dante's Inferno, which mm -hmm. I, I hadn't um, seen any band do a full concept album on mm -hmm. that. So song by song, you have your intro and then you have the Nine Circles of Hell after mm -hmm. that, so a 10 song album. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I clung on to that as far as like lyrical themes go and um, really all uh, riffs and drum parts all that uh, really followed with it. So I, I had those prior to, and then you have your inspiration for what you're gonna do lyrically mm -hmm. there. So um, yeah, yeah, um, other than that, I'm not sure what I would have <laughs> talked about in my in my music. I, I could talk about my own life, or I could talk about society, or what's going on right now. There's a few ideas, but at, at that point in time, I, I really wanted to do that concept album. Cool. Um... And I think, I mean, it, it feels very cohesive, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely something, but there's always, to me, there's like, oh yeah, I was, I was doing this, but it's actually an allegory for this. But, um, so that, that, I mean, that makes, that makes total sense. And something like that, I think definitely sticks with you until you can realize the idea for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, well, how about, did you, um, how did you actually going about, go about recording it? Did you, um, did you have all of your own stuff or did you go to a studio or? Yeah, this is the fun, uh, the fun part about it, I guess, is to record all those little bits, those little 15 second bits. I was using my phone for all that. I, I had an iPhone and I would get this, you know, riff idea in my head and then I was like, oh, okay, pull the phone out, make sure it's facing towards you so yeah. you know where your fingers are on the, on the guitar because I used to just put it face down and play it and then I listen back, oh man, that sounded good. Wait, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just having to like do some reverse math. But anyway, yeah, having it face towards me, do 15 seconds or 30 seconds. And if you saw my phone, the gallery was just a cluster <laughs> all the way down. You just keep scrolling and scrolling. It's like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. And then as time went on, uh, I'm starting to like put these together. Mm -hmm. um, so your 15 seconds become 45 seconds, mm -hmm. a minute and a half, and then you start having full-on songs from there. But um, I even use the GarageBand app mm -hmm. within the iPhone uh, and placed the uh, placed the phone next to my my guitar amp mm -hmm. and would record would uh, record the full um, uh, song. And uh, after that. Well, well I, I do it on guitar, and then after that, I do maybe the second round of guitar, and then I do um, the drums <laughs> within the within the app where I'm like actually oh, nice. yeah. tapping on it, or like just keep the beat or something like that. Yeah, uh, I had my own electronic drum set, so I knew what you know where I was gonna deviate and do mm -hmm. drum fills uh, from there, and then uh, screaming into my phone too, which yeah. is what I do during traffic already. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's how I, I guess, put it all together prior mm -hmm. to going into the studio, like how it was going to be structured and how everything fits in. Um, 
I guess on time. Though as a drummer, I'm not the best, but you know, it's uh, just making a, a heavy album was really the uh, the intent there. Mm. That's cool. I I talk. Uh, I, I do a lot of nuts and bolts stuff. I'm a I consider myself, I guess, a, a tech person. So um, it's I mean, it's super cool. And I, I um, I've got a blog post. By the time this episode comes out, will probably already be out. Um, that just kind of talks about my gear and everything. Um, you know, I've got, and I've got mostly a mobile setup. I record and uh, do a lot of stuff, mobile mobile devices as well, using, I mean, I've got an iPad and um, an iPhone, and I, I try to do similar stuff. Um, yeah. So, so that, but that was like all the ideas coming together, and then you actually went to a studio to record? Yeah, yeah, I went to 360 Recording Studios here in Houston, um, off of Bissonette Street, uh, rough side of town. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, um, they, they gave me a pretty good, uh, a pretty good rate on it, especially as a one man band. Um, I had a budget in my head. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, the most I'll spend is $5,000, you know, mm -hmm. and they came at me with the quote and it was, you know, much less than that. So oh, right uh, I was like, okay, I can do this. It was about, yeah, a, a paycheck's worth of, um, I mean, after all was said and done, even with like the Spotify and the publishing and all that, it was about um, fifteen hundred dollars. So uh, for the Dude. full length, yeah. Uh, so really buckled down, you know, got billed by the hours, but was like pretty uh, structured as to like you know having uh, having everything together mm -hmm. when you go in, like <laughs> oh, yeah. and knowing what you're going to do, uh, and even like when um, we were in the studio, they were they had the in house drum set and the way they were gonna try and do it was like, okay, record your guitar first on the first song, now do your drums on that first song, mm -hmm. and then do the bass on the first song, then do the vocal, and I'm, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How about while we have the guitar tuned and all that, let's lay down all the guitar for all the tracks yeah. uh, for the full album, and that was a couple sessions, two, two and a half sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, and then did drums, which was one full session in the beginning of one other. And um, then did bass after that, which followed suit with the, the drums. It, uh, not drums, but the, uh, the guitar. It just mm -hmm. uh, followed through with that as the rhythm piece. And, uh, and then the vocals over everything else. Those were their own pretty much individual sessions there rather than... Um, having to set up each individual thing for oh man i was going to be there forever i was like yeah because if you go over your hours then it's like prorated after that and i think at that point we would have been creeping up towards three thousand dollars yeah that would that would greatly increase that uh yeah yeah so uh, that's that's um how i did it and um you know really uh really had it all together and um knowing what i was going to do rather than following that that then <laughs> Is there a ghost in here? Oh. <laughs> There's lots of ghosts in here, but this is... I think that's another story. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Um, I don't know. I, I think do. so. Yeah. I'm, I try to stay open to all, all of the ideas mm -hmm. that, that could be, you know? Um, with, with, actually, when I was recording with Zero Detail at uh, Sugar Hill, mm -hmm. similar part of town, that place is definitely haunted. Really? Yeah. What happened? I, I, just bad vibes. I don't know. I because I don't. If I'm if I'm thinking, okay, there's there's a ghost, and I don't know that that's a that's bad vibes. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy. I'll oh, stand okay. in, I'm just standing in a corner and be like, 
there's a ghost here. What's up, man? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to do an episode? Like, let's talk. Yeah. Um, but no, just weird stuff. Like, mm-hmm. flickering lights is always the thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, someone is like, something's in here. Um, but I don't know. I've always, I've always thought that's a, that's a fascinating idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I do. We'll come back to ghosts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Like, that's a good, yeah. That's um, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to, uh, I definitely want to have, have due diligence for, because recording an album all by yourself is, is a huge thing. And I, there's, you know, the practical parts of it. Um, you obviously have to have an idea and mm-hmm. sort of write it out. Um, but I just, in, in general, what do you think, what are the pros and cons of, of seeing an album from, writing a first note, taking that first iPhone, you know, voice memo all the way to, you know, distributing it and having it up on, on Spotify. Just what are the good things? What are the best parts about it? And what do you think are some things that presented unique challenges to that? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a, a really good question. Um, because working with a band, you have the creative input of, uh, you know, like four other people mm-hmm. uh, and your own. And then sometimes you can get overridden too. Uh, a thing with that first band, uh, we had uh, songs written, and then um, and then they just started slowing them down. You know, there was this new genre coming through where like breakdowns were just slowed way, way down, mm-hmm. and it was like heavy. Um, but then they started doing that with the music we had wrote and had planned for this show, and I'm like. What is what's happening? Yeah. Um, so that's where you you clash there. Uh, the the pro would be the creative input is all yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a con too because yeah. you can hit writer's block um, very frequently, and there's just no inspiration. Uh, and then there's sometimes where you have a really good night and you record a lot of uh, you know bits. Yeah. Right then and there. Um, but. Uh, a, a con would be having to set up the phone and you like you play your one riff and then you try to play the drums to it or like yeah. you're, you're trying to match everything all together by yourself rather than having a band that jams with you yeah. and you have it all there it, it would have definitely been a quicker process if uh, if it was a full band effort but at the same time the creativity would have been compromised there yeah mm-hmm. that, did you did you like send your did you send any like scratches or rough ideas to anyone and bounce them off people, or did you just kind of keep everything in house? Um, I, I just did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I kept it all um, with me. Yeah, it wasn't until I had actually uh, started recording at the studio and they sent me the rough tracks back mm-hmm. uh, that I was showing it to like you know my coworker or you know someone else um, and just like, hey, what do you think of that? This is you know drums and guitar, no vocals, no bass. How does it sound so far? And they're like, oh, that's pretty good. You know, maybe they didn't want to hurt my feelings <laughs> or anything, but it's like, oh, I guess, it's good. well, this is the way it's going to be anyway. So, uh, yes, uh, I, I know how that is too. <laughs> Just trying to spend some time in the studio, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, but that that's that's cool. And I I, I always feel I, I think one of the as I think about it because I've I've thought about you know recording my own album. Um, yeah. I being in a different genre, I think it's it's. Because to me, being a sort of, sort of on the classical and um, and even a lot of times academic side of music, I'm like, if I, you know, if I show somebody something, I always have in in my mind. It's not only the performance aspect of it, like the execution, 
But since every a lot of people I know are in this like academic world, it's going to be like, oh, I don't like your idea. Mm-hmm. It could even be like, oh yeah, you performed it well, or the the performers performed it well. But I don't like the idea. Mm-hmm. I think the idea sucks. And like, that's always that's a vulnerability I feel, and often keeps me from sharing stuff. Yeah. Really. Oh man. Oh, so um, what would you would do guitar and all that, or you would do. Um, you would do the full instrument setup and the genre would be that's a, that's another thing <laughs> it's like um with my writing you know songs quote unquote with maybe with lyrics um i am i feel entrenched in so many different genres i don't know that i could stick to a genre that's another mm-hmm. thing that's keeping me from doing it is okay. i want to do a rock song and then i want to do a cheesy like ballad and then i want to do a singer song and then i want to do a jazz chart mm-hmm. um and so that's, and again, you know, if I, if I write a jazz chart and send that to one of my jazz people, I'm like, I don't like the idea. I don't like any of your chords. And I know that that's a vulnerability, yeah. but I've been, I've been composing and writing music for a long time. Mm-hmm. But as far as like recording it and performing it, because um, if I give it to someone else or if I sell an arrangement or something, that's like, they do what they want with it. They mm-hmm. thought enough of it to give me money for it. And that's, my hands are off. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. But, but holding things like that a little closer to the chest and then trying to like, does this suck? Should I continue doing, like, should I be a musician still? Yeah. I'm always like that. Well, I think beauty is in the eye of, of the beholder and you also can't please everyone. Too. Yeah. There's always going to be people that have their two cents, especially if uh, your network is artists. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing they want to do is critique or like, yeah. I didn't like, you know, something very small. Um, but at the end of the day, um, what you are putting out is a hundred percent you, and I think I think there's uh, something to stand behind there, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of pride in that. Um, it sounds exciting for sure. I've I've had that inkling of an idea where it's like maybe I can explore other genres where I had an album and every song was a different genre. Yeah, you know, you still do everything yourself, but like, okay, I can do a metal song or a thrash metal song, black metal, but you actually like. It, do a country song. Do a, yeah. do an emo oh, yeah. song, like an emo "I Want to Cry My Eyes Out" song. <laughs> um, something uh, like that. That's a very um, good idea, and I, I think even um, not having a genre nailed down um, should hold you uh, hold you back. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. And I, I I'm also one of those people that um, you know I've I've done. I've done solos. I studied as a singer in college and I was in high school percussion and we had to play solos. And mm-hmm. I've always felt more at home in a band setting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it's I'm playing my music or um, I, I always enjoyed sort of the ensemble thing uh, as a performer. Mm-hmm. So I would I would likely have everybody I know if I if I record an album, everybody I know would be on it mm-hmm. just just to play something <laughs> or just to be involved or. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. But the the whole idea of um, when I because because I, I think I heard you you had a, a record out and I was like okay this dude's in a band you know that's normally what happens and then, mm-hmm. and then um, Taylor was telling me he's like yeah I did it on salt I'm like mm-hmm. dude what <laughs> that's that's so cool um, and I will. I will probably I'll probably think of a million questions afterwards to ask about it. Oh, like, really? uh, just of course. The, the philosophy behind it, I mm-hmm. think, is is really fascinating because it is it is so much work. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we're we're finishing up the uh, zero detail record, and mm-hmm. um, I don't. By the time this comes out, it may or may not be done. I right. mean, we've there's five of us working on that. I think me and Alex went up there and 
April and laid down the rhythm tracks and we're still working on it. April. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's, yeah, that's, I don't know, that's the, the pros and cons of it. I think I would like having a little bit more control just over the, if nothing else, the timeline, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we're all, we finish this stuff and I'm like, man, I want to release it. We want to release a single this day and then this day and then by, you know, November or January or whatever, we've got the whole record out. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to do it all at once. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's that's drop it like Beyonce. That's yeah. how I think I would want to do it. Just because um, I don't know. Also, I think the way I want to do it is it's more effective if um, it kind of all goes out at once. Mm-hmm. Um, did yours was yours just kind of a one and done thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I okay. So I had uh, put out a YouTube video. Uh, well, where it's just the uh, it's. The album art and it's the song and I did that for for one song for no dawn and then um, that was found on a uh, on a metal reddit page like this guy did it nice. uh, all himself so like views jump from like 20 to like a thousand nice. <laughs> overnight so that that was that was pretty cool uh, and you also get the bits of like oh that's cool that he did it and like oh my god he sucks you but- know? <laughs> Uh, this is the worst. Uh, tell your friend that you know this thing you worked on for the last ten years is utter shit. You know, and I'm like, oh well, you know, you can't please everyone, right? You know, but uh, to be seen uh, still, you know, has has an impact, and I, I got some new followers from that yeah. as well. Um, yeah, but I, as far as like uh, releasing everything, like that all went out aside from that one YouTube video. That all went out at once on Spotify, um, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. I'm a you know topic band, sure. um, and uh, yeah, all those platforms. It went out January uh, 2018, uh, in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Right on. Do you do you keep up with you know analytics or or you know sales or spins or whatever? Is that is mm-hmm. that was that a goal for you to have a lot of spins or you just wanted to do it? Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I really just wanted to do it. Uh, it, Of course, whenever it um, drops, you know, you, you've got your big spike of all the people listening to sure. it at once. Mm-hmm. And that's as high as it, you know, ever got, really. Right. But even to this day, like, um, people are still finding it on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll check every once in a blue moon, really, um, and see that, you know, three people listened to it in the yeah. last week. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Y'all still listening to this? <laughs> uh, people aren't really much, uh, you know, buyers of music anymore. And yeah. I like, you know, um, that's just the way it's going. Um, so it's all in streams, whether they happen or not. For me, I'm just one guy. That, that is another con of it is like you don't have five people that can promote it. Right. It's just you. Um, but uh, other, I mean, just, just the fact that it's out there is, you know, that's that's checking off the life goal mm-hmm. for me. Well, that is it... Uh... Is it something you'd ever want to do again, or follow up, or supplement, or? I, I've been talking to people about it. Um, <laughs> funny, funny thing. Uh, a guy that I used to work with, we worked at this um, at this company. I, I worked there for three years, and he worked there for two. And um, there's just this emotional cycle of when have you started at the company, the middle, and then whenever you left the company, mm-hmm. we're both not there anymore. We yeah. both left on our own accord, but. Um, I'll jump into it a little bit, you know, because <laughs> this is a big what if, you know, what if um, we get the concept together, we nail everything down. We could, you know, go into a studio and do an EP. 
Um, again, I would do all the instruments, and mm -hmm. he just had some of the ideas okay. uh, lyrically, um, or as far as the ideas go. <clears throat> but anyway, we worked for a drug testing lab, uh, and not for employment, but for like doctor's offices. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> we uh, came in at a time where the opioid epidemic uh, was at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. um, I started there, and then two days later, Prince died from his fentanyl oh, overdose. No, it's like, well... You know, yeah, this poetic. is this is why we're here. We're here to combat the opioid epidemic. You want to, as a doctor, like drug test your patients before you prescribe something that you know could cross react and, and kill that person. Right. Because if you don't know that this person's already on Xanax and just this cocktail of stuff already, and you give them hydrocodone, you push them over the edge and they die. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a big part of it. Just doctors are um, uh, out of sight, out of mind. You know, it's not my business kind of thing. I don't want to. You know, compromise trust. But anyway, as far as like you know, we go, we're like, okay, we're making a positive impact on the community uh, and, and doing this. And then just as time went on, it wasn't about that. It was about um, money. Of course, you have to be profitable as a lab. But the way they were doing it was um, like healthcare loopholes where um, physicians could invest in your startup, but to invest. They were also sending samples to you. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if this violates an NDA or whatever, but it's it's pretty much compromising the quality of healthcare because they're investing and then they're getting money back on a monthly basis, mm -hmm. and they're investing a very small amount to get in, and then paid fivefold every month after that just to send it to us. Yeah. Um, so that's where it it shifts, and it's like you weren't here to make a positive impact at all. You saw other labs were doing this, mm -hmm. and you wanted to jump in on this cash cow. And um, now insurance companies are buckling down. They know what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and these labs are being shut down. They're being audited. If an audit is happening from an insurance company, I know this is boring stuff, they cut off all oh, the no. funds. You know, how do yeah. you make money? So they just siphon all that off and, like, hope you can breathe after that. Yeah. You know? So um, they've laid off a ton of people. And even while we were there, you know, the last Christmas party, uh, the, the president of the company said, you know, onward to 2019, have a wonderful Christmas, and uh, we're doing great things. And then, like, five people got laid off the next week. They Yikes. couldn't even make it to 2019. Yeah. But essentially, the, the whole concept of that is just the journey of, you know, having hope and then realizing what's happening. You're still there, so you're, like, stuck in a rut, anger, depression. Yeah. Uh, mashing this all into, like, maybe a four or five song EP mm -hmm. is an idea. Um, but he's all over the place. I'm like, if you can buckle down, like, I'll do it. I'll write the music for it. But he has a lot of ideas. And then there's the other idea of, um, like I had said earlier, if I did just this genre of mashup and I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one, one genre. I don't know if you do, like, an EP or, like... Uh, or a full length. <laughs> I don't know how many genres I could do, but that would be a just for fun kind of thing uh, if I could do that. But that's just a what if. I'm not committing to it. No, I'm full good. <laughs> no, there's there's uh, there's no pressure here. I just the another thing I, I always think about is you know what's next. I finish a big project or, or a big composition. I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Um, mm -hmm. Which I I pretty much always have try to have a couple irons in the fire so that I minimize that time of of just kind of idle. Like, oh, what do mm -hmm. I do? Um, cause then I, I don't know, I, some, sometimes good stuff comes from that, but, um, that 
I, I always am, am also thinking about, uh, especially with you know doing doing a podcast, doing videos. Um, it's it's really hard to make content. It's hard to write songs. It's hard to record a podcast episode if you're not also living a life that's like experiencing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying trying to create something from living a life that's not even worth commenting on. Um, oh. That sounds that sounds harsh, but I mean, like, yeah. uh, there are things that like. You're working in healthcare, um, I was I worked in the tech industry, like I said, and that there were things that happened that to me are, are remarkable, things that are worth mm-hmm. commenting on. I would be inspired daily. I think you you have to be looking for it too. But you know, if you if you're just in this place, or you've just resigned, like oh, I'm just going to work at such and such job and not care about what happens. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. I feel like that would be really hard to provide commentary on or, or provide. Um, art on unless it's something super intrinsic and you know everybody I, th- I think everybody has something intrinsic but it definitely helps to live a life worth commenting on uh, yeah I agree yeah and I mean what are you doing if uh, if nothing excites you you know yeah. about about what you do you're just there you know and um, I don't know lacking inspiration you know, there for the paycheck yeah I, I hope I never get to that point thankfully you know being the uh, being in sort of the freelance area I don't really get that luxury anyway oh yeah I'm doing the same thing too yeah so I mean I'm with uh, an o-ring company okay yes. what's an o-ring <laughs> <laughs> not blowing smoke o-rings uh, not I don't even know uh, but it's like you know little small pieces of rubber that mm-hmm. seal I don't know it's probably in your phone mm-hmm. or it's in your AC you know or just like heavy-duty industrial equipment uh, this is the most boring thing I've ever had to market in my life. So uh, I do marketing. I've been doing that for the last uh, four years, mm-hmm. especially even in healthcare too. Like you're in drug testing. How do you like dress this up? You know? <laughs> it's like something that's just very necessary. And same with like O-rings and equipment. It's like, it's just a piece of rubber. Yeah. You can get it from anywhere. So um, yeah, I, it, it's pretty mundane stuff. But uh, as far as like breaking out of that, uh, I also do freelance and I've, you know, thankfully gotten to the point where companies are finding me instead of me mm-hmm. having to uh, do proposals. Um, you know, I find companies in like Saudi Arabia. Uh, well, actually they find me and they're like a scooter company. And, yep. um, you know, those uh, those Lime and Bird things in like Austin, yeah. they're doing that in Saudi Arabia and they're like, how do we make this, you know, like, you know, market this towards, you know, youngsters or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, I'm not young myself, but <laughs> here, here, here's some taglines for you. Um, same with like, I don't know, I've like a, distillery needed some uh, spirits named um so those yeah <laughs> you know whenever you go to like a craft brewery they have some crazy name for an ipa oh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah uh-huh. yeah of course um and yeah yeah so it, anyway the bottom line is like you can be creative in different um i don't know genres of work <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you yeah. say industries mm-hmm. sorry creative for other industries as a break from what you do every day because I, I feel like I would go crazy if I didn't have some other challenge outside of that and uh, and marketing something else for sure um, where do you where do you find inspiration for I mean obviously there's like at you know at your old job if you've had some things kicking around from who knows where you know mm-hmm. when you first start getting those ideas but do you have a, a source of like daily or maybe even like weekly inspiration where you're like, oh man, this is, even if it never goes anywhere, I'm just like inspired to have this thought or inspired to create um, in a day-to-day kind of thing? Um, you know, I do have a, I do have a notes app and 
I don't know if just something strikes me or if I you know come up with something I'll write it down I'm like don't let this go away in mm-hmm. case you go back into the studio and do something like keep this with you this is this is some uh, some really good stuff mm-hmm. and could really could really hit and could be therapeutic too you know mm-hmm. to actually like say it you know and like you know put it out there um, so yeah I mean there's things in like daily life um, I mean something that happened recently with a breakup actually mm. so uh, you know we, we dated for a year and just as that was on the decline you know I you know, thought of uh, thought of lyrics I don't know that, that sounded um, yeah <laughs> that, that anyway, sounds but, like all of music yeah yeah <laughs> you know it is it's, it's like oh this is an inspiration is just uh, this you know breakup for but yeah I mean yeah that is right so I was like, you know, I thought of some things and I was like, write this down in case you need to say it later. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I do have a, a notes app for that, um, for like really sad stuff, uh, maybe some like, you know, angry, you know, fuck you stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's explicit sure. now. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. 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 You know, um, so there's, there's a, a variety of, well, I guess the variety is really, it's either sad or it's angry <laughs> for, for, I guess. Because I'm probably gonna do, you know, metal again. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's I do have something, and it yeah, day to day stuff will, you know, draw some inspiration and get a line here and there. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, I, I I ask this question. I know I'm gonna end up sort of embarrassing myself because my answer is is no. But uh, do you do you get into? I mean, I I guess I'll frame it this way. Um, a lot of the the people that I listen to uh, talk a lot about you know poetry and film and that that sort of thing and and reading just prose or, or fiction um, I do not make the time that I know that I should I, I <laughs> enjoy poetry um, I have a harder time getting into film or reading but um, have, have you read anything or do you read anything uh, frequently that that kind of inspires you or just do you do due diligence to reading or how do you how do you kind of push that mm. That's a good question. I mean, I've dedicated more time to um, like actually watching movies now, mm-hmm. and when I when I really didn't before, um, and I would just be caught up in my own stuff, or like I wouldn't want to even dedicate the time, two hours of time, literally, yeah, to watch a movie. Um, so I, I've I've been doing that as like sort of a due diligence as far as reading goes. Like the last thing I did was um, it was the Dante's Inferno bit, but like to go back and like keep reading over the same stuff over and over and over again uh to make sure what i was saying was like you know accurate right. <laughs> um in that album um that was the last book really um i read a lot of i mean just as a marketing guy already i, I read a lot of blogs but i don't think i draw much inspiration as far as art goes mm-hmm. from there um it's just you know how do you make your Google ads better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get too much from that, but yeah, I'm, I've definitely been uh, buckling down and, um, you know, dedicating time to like watching series now. Like mm-hmm. I finally, uh, I watched stranger things, you know, for yeah. like, and I've watched all three seasons, but you know, all these series have come and gone and they're like, have you checked out breaking bad yet? And I'm like, Oh no, but I'm going to. Yeah. And I've said this for the last seven years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, walking dead. You know, oh, no, but, you know, sounds sounds like a damn good show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how many years has that been running? I've not watched a single episode. Game of Thrones is another one, but I also heard that people were not very enthused with the finale and how they wrap it all up. But, yeah. Um, at the same time, there's still like some inspiration that you can draw from that. 
I watched it part one and two you know mm -hmm. those were those were very good films and maybe something could come out of that yeah I don't know. Um, to experience more art is definitely um, what I'm striving to do and have been doing recently but more so in, into the future yeah that's that's what it is and I, I had it in my mind for set last seven years mm -hmm. um, at least that it was just because people always say you know it's a good thing to like escape and it's a good way to just kind of kill time and I'm like I don't have time to kill I don't, I don't to, mm -hmm. it's like I've, I've got stuff that I'm doing and um, but uh, and through some of my my studies in grad school um, one of my one of my professors I, I admire and look up to a lot he does a lot of his like uh, he's been a doctor for a million years but mm -hmm. he, a lot of his research is on film music and I've always been like, ah, oh, movies are a waste of time. I don't have to be entertained 100% of the time. But then I'm like, man, some of the best music that's been composed in the last 100 years has been film score. Yes. So I'm doing myself a tremendous disservice. And I am also trying to get there. Um, it being sort of coming to the end of marching band design season, um, I'm, I am going to have more time. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to do, I got to do the same. And with, you know, these super, super high quality um uh, you know Netflix series and Amazon mm -hmm. and Hulu all of these have wonderful uh, storylines and everything but the music is just Stranger Things it's mm -hmm. very evocative music because people are like oh yeah I remember that feeling I had when I heard that synth wave yeah oh yeah oh they kick-started that you know everyone's into it now you know 16-bit sound I'm all about it but it's it's that's good that's if for anybody listening, if you're if you were in that camp where oh movies and, and TV that's a waste of time, it is not a waste of time. <laughs> I'm I will be I have to I have to pull myself out of that too. Um, but I I have all the streaming services, you know. It's I and this is another kind of a segue. Um, I almost exclusively watched stand up comedy and yes, stuff yes. about stand up. So um, so films and TV are art, but let's talk about comedy because. <laughs> Um, what what is your relationship to to comedy and stand up and that kind of stuff? You know, I actually grew up on Comedy Central, uh, and I think that's just yeah. neglectful parents, really, because uh, <laughs> that, that's all I watched is is um, you know they had those thirty minute stand up specials in that same theater, uh, Comedy Central presents, you know, and you get exposed to all these different um, jokes and stories and. Uh, recognize some formulas mm -hmm. that, that, that people use. Um, so I grew up on that um, Chappelle show. Uh, 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 yeah. So it, essentially, it was on Comedy Central all the time mm -hmm. on the TV in my room. Um, and it's really carried with me today um, because, you know, prior to, you know, getting back into the, the art of, you know, movies and um, being... Um, uh, captured by shows and you know starting it and finishing it um, you know I watched uh, stand-up specials because mm -hmm. it's just an hour of your time yeah. you know or 50 minutes you yeah, know, of your time exactly. is, you, you just watch it and you're done and um, the funny thing about that is you can go down the rabbit hole of that and end up wasting an entire uh, day you know uh -huh. watching stand-up specials because it's like oh if you watch this you're gonna love this uh -huh. And we're not going to give you the option to click on it because it's starting right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and just, I guess, being noncommittal, but you <laughs> wanting to laugh, you know, wanting to experience that uh, something funny um, is, yeah, yeah, something that 
I did and you know grew up on and I think it developed my personality a bit too I guess um, to want to be funny yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I, I you know dabble here and there you know my uh, if you know me on Facebook you know I, I just post jokes I don't give you life updates yeah. or anything yeah. like that sometimes <laughs> it's 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 the band stuff every now and then um, but it's just like oh here's this stupid joke that I came up with here you go and then you know some people like it sometimes it falls flat but that's really the platform I use it for mm -hmm. done a little bit of stand-up um, I did that once in um, college as like an open mic with my organization and it went all right you know yeah. like you know uh, you just have like this cluster of like different kinds of jokes I haven't nailed down like what I would be are you a dark comedian are yeah. you someone who's stupid are you what are you, <laughs> what are you? you know um, are you gonna be analytical about mm -hmm. everything um, but even most recently, uh, there was an open mic at Southern Star, and I was like, I think I got some bits, you know, just go up there and do it. And the very funny thing about that is <laughs> it's an open mic, and the person hosting it uh, was, um, he had just gotten off the stage with his band, and I had placed my name on the, on the list. And he was like, all right, man, so, uh, so do you need a guitarist? Do you need someone you you play with, you need a drummer. I'm like, no, it's, it's just me. Oh, oh, so this is uh, like spoken word. This is poetry. This is, I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> stand-up comedy. And he's like, he just froze up for a yep. little bit. He's like, I guess that is an art. <laughs> it's yep. like, it's, oh, man. It's, it's, just kind of, it's, it's literally just going to be just you. you. You don't need anyone behind you, right? Like, no, just me telling little jokes, you know, <laughs> observations about what's going on. <laughs> it's like, all right. So I did it. You know, it was a pretty good set. It was a mixture of everything, you know, something topical, um, something, uh, stupid puns. Sure. Like, I mean, uh, one of them was like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of like vegan stuff lately and, uh -huh. and um, in my timeline, you know, they post these videos of like what they're doing to cows to get their milk. And yeah. It's, it's, you know, just ridiculous. Um, and then I see... Uh, what they do with almonds and frankly i think it's nuts so it's, it's you know it's it's one of those and then you have like you know full-on stories or like experiences and that's so it, it was it was a mixture of that um but all in all it was it was a really good experience um i pretty you know warm vibe uh from the audience mm -hmm. though i don't know if they were expecting stand-up comedy or they just wanted to listen to music but yeah it was just some people that were there on a wednesday sure you know, just drinking so oh yeah um We'll see what, what develops from there. Maybe, you know, I'm like a, a jack of all trades. <laughs> you yeah. do a little bit of music. You do a little bit of comedy. Do I jump into acting? I don't know. I don't know how to act. You've seen me before, <laughs> especially after a few drinks. I don't know how to act. So, <laughs> But um, we'll, we'll see where it takes me. But, I mean, comedy is definitely, like, you know, deep in my veins right now. Well, and has been, you know, my whole life. Yeah. How long was that? How long was your set? Uh, it was about five minutes. Okay. So I wouldn't even call it a tight five just yeah. because that's the industry term because it was still all over the place. It yeah. wasn't one that I would rely on, sure. especially if it was if it had topical events um, that are months and months ago. No, no, yeah. No, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I mean, if I wanted to, you know, <laughs> nail it down and I feel like I say buckle down and nail it down like a, a lot. But, you know, if, if I want to be serious about it then maybe I could you know yeah. and have an actual you know type five and then build on that and have 
10, 15 minute sets, do some open mics and then see what happens from there. If you become an opener or, or what, but you also got to be mindful too about your employment <laughs> and what funds this. Yeah, so I'd be saying a lot of board. stuff like <laughs> that, that standup said, dude, I, I dropped the F bomb. I feel like 30 times. Okay. And maybe I could have cut back and made it 29 times, you know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if, if there was a video of that that's circulated around and my name's attached to it, sure. you know, the person who pays you sees it is like, we can't associate with you anymore because you say too many bad words. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, bye bye everything, you know. Yeah. So um, I have to be very mindful of that as far as committing fully to that because I'm not going to be happy if I have to be a clean comedian, you know. Yeah. So it's like, if the art has to be tailored, to what if my job finds it, then what am I doing, you know? So I have to make that decision at some point because even my current job doesn't know about the album. My last one did and they just didn't care if they're a startup, you know? Yeah. This one's a little more established um, and I, I don't know how they'd react to something like that. So they, they asked me like, have you done anything in your free time? And I'm like, no, I don't do anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I saw O-rings. Yeah, I, I, I saw O-rings. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that's, I, I don't, I know that, I know that with Stan, with my daily life, I'm more loose with, I guess, Curse words or bad words. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be necessarily a vulgar person, but if if I drop something, it's it's not like oh golly, it's like, oh, shit I dropped something. Um, I do say golly a lot, but not when you know. Um, but I am always. I mean, I've been a teacher for a while, mm -hmm. and you know when I was teaching full time, I was very cognizant of that stuff. Um, yeah. Just you know being out because I don't. What, what if one of my parents? Before my, one of my students' parents sees me, I'm like, oh. but mm -hmm. the only the only couple of times, the only couple of times I did ever run into parents was like, at a bar. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were fine. <laughs> they were fine. <laughs> they were half in the bag by the time I got there, and uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, he's like, he's like, yeah, my kid sucks, and I'm like, no, it's fine. He's like, no, my kid sucks. It's fine. I'm like, all right, yeah, oh, I agree. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, now now I teach like real young ones, and um, I'm a little bit more present on social media. But mm -hmm. I would feel the same way. Like if I if I went up somewhere, I wouldn't want to be like, which I think is probably why I haven't. I'm also kind of a pansy, but oh, come you know. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's that's cool, and I, I um, a lot of my personality is is derived from. I, I, there's this one one of my good friends from college he actually lives right down the street um, when we hang out it's almost always just a series of bits mm -hmm. um, from stand up we, <laughs> I actually at one point golly back in the like LimeWire and um, uh -huh. Kazaa days I found this this one seed that had all of the Comedy Central presents it was like <laughs> four days worth of stand up comedy oh my god and some of it from after it was it wasn't the presents anymore but it was the same format mm -hmm. it was 32 minutes instead of 28 or something like that yeah. um, and I had all of these and I was like oh man Lewis Black has four episodes on this I'm like cool <laughs> <laughs> and so we would just sit there uh, I'd put it on a TV or on the computer speakers and we'd just sit there and just 
laugh our asses off for just, yeah. just hours. <laughs> um, now it's a little bit more sophisticated. We're like, you catch that new net, fancy Netflix special. Uh, now we get full hours from all of our favorite comedians. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember LimeWire uh, downloading uh, Dane Cook and his uh-huh. Kool-Aid Man bit. Oh, <laughs> Dane Cook, You yeah. glass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and downloading those those bits uh, that were all part of this big special. Oh man, uh, but yeah, yeah. Netflix, they have this effort where every week they're putting out a new stand-up comedian, which I like that there's more eyes on on comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it cheapens it a little bit because you're you're really saturating with comedians, but at the same time, more eyes are on people who maybe wouldn't have been discovered before. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the same thing with with music. Um, because I've actually related this because people that any content creators like you know your YouTube or Twitch people um, they're able to support themselves and continue making content because it has stepped one step closer to the mainstream mm-hmm. you get paid for it yeah I mean and I think I was, I was talking with uh, Bradley the other mm-hmm. day about it and he was like well selling out just means that you've made money really I mean yeah, yeah you're gonna do something that that means that you can pay your rent and put food in your face yeah um, selling out, I don't think is is a bad thing, you know. There there have been a couple of times, I guess, where people have indicted an artist who changed their style because that's what the record label wanted, or that's what the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there is a line you have to toe, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if it's like, okay, you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna make ten thousand dollars a year. If you yeah. if you do if you tweak it this way, you're gonna make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I'm like. Yeah. How could you possibly say like fault someone for that? And you can't. Yeah. I mean, I my my style, my artistic style as a performer and as a as a composer or a writer, is a it is heavily informed by what I think people will enjoy listening to, mm-hmm. and indeed a lot of times what people will give me money for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say it's the only inspiration, but I think as an artist, that's part of my job. Yeah. If no one wants to listen to it, I'm getting into like you know turn of the 20th century stuff here if no one wants to listen to it is it still worth it sure some things mm-hmm. but if that's what you want to do for a job someone's gotta like it <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah i mean uh i don't know if you know a day to remember but i mean they were very different back in the day same with bringing the horizon too and they've really evolved their sound and you know they've pissed off a lot of the old school fans but at the same time these people are um, signed to the same um, record label as 21 Pilots now, mm. and they are making more money than they could have ever dreamed of yeah. playing at Java Jazz down the road. <laughs> you know, Java these Jazz. you know, 100, 200 person clubs, you're playing Revention Music Center, you're getting close to um, Toyota Center, um, you are making more money than, you're making the money that you dreamed of making, mm-hmm. but you stepped away from what you were originally. Yeah, that pisses off people, but at the end of the day, it's just yourself. So you you have to pay your own bills, um, and you can't please everyone. Yeah. That's a good thing, I think, to keep in mind just about everything. Mm -hmm. If you can, I think if you can make yourself happy, you know, share stuff with the people you care about, Mm -hmm. and then from there, it's kind of out of your control, really. Yeah. it's, It's hard to kind of let that go, but... Do what you're going to do, and hopefully someone likes it. If not, keep doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. <clears throat> um, so, that's cool. I always like, I could, again, I could talk comedy for just days and days and days. And days. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Okay. How about ghosts? Ghosts. Let's, let's get back to ghosts. We're drifting into the ghosts. <laughs> We're, uh, it's, the ghosts have been in the ether, figuratively and also figuratively. You feel it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I feel it. Do you... Or is that the AC? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that low-level hum that's like... Mm, it's yes. yes. Um, but what do you... Have you seen a ghost? Have I seen it? No. I have experienced it. Yeah. I, I went to the Myrtle's Plantation. Um... And I think it's called St. Francisville, uh, Louisiana. That sounds like a ghost place. Very <laughs> off the beaten path. You drive into it, and all the trees just have like moss on them, and it's very downtrodden. You got angel statues that are like cracked. <laughs> like, what the? You you feel it immediately. Um, but actually stayed the night there um, at the Myrtles Plantation, and every room has a set of stories who died in this room oh, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> how they died uh, there's a chandelier in the room and this person hung themselves and sometimes the chandelier just goes <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> okay i'm trying to get a good night's rest but yeah. uh, you know or like if there's a doll here and you place it on the mantle it's not going to be there um when you wake up the next morning uh, it'll be across the room because one of the children played with it something like Anyway, um, this this uh, property is like an amalgamation of everything uh, fucked up. So it's like it's uh, Indian burial ground. All right, mm-hmm. it, it, you just moved the tombstones, sure. you know. Yeah. And uh, and then there's a slave plantation uh, right after that too. And then all the fucked up energy that happens uh, there. And then the deaths and like one of the um, slaves had uh, poisoned. Uh, the children um, of the of the owners mm-hmm. and uh, killed them. Um, what else? Uh, there was a lady that was waiting for her Civil War soldier husband to come back, and he it's either he never did or he died on like the seventh step of the stairs or something like that. It was uh-huh. it's it's like all this all this negative energy. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's pretty cold in the house. They, you know, they've got it equipped with AC and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm asleep, or no, actually, I'm not asleep. I'm in the bed. Uh, it's nighttime, and you know, you'll hear like, uh, you know how like when the AC switches on, you hear that outside, yeah. And then you know, and then we all that onomatopoeia is here, uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> An ASMR podcast, right, right. But anyway, yeah, the um, the AC is blowing, but I'm not feeling any of it. It's just this heat around the bed. It's just incredibly hot, and um, you know, so much time has like passed by. I, I feel like it's about two or three in the morning, and at the edge of the bed, the sheets just go up like this. You know, like you're, you know changing the sheets or something like that i'm trying to like illustrate this to people that listen <laughs> what is the word for it you know they they fluff? they fluff up a little yeah yeah they fluff yeah, yeah. up a little bit at the edge of the bed and my toe gets yanked big toe right foot just yank okay and, you know yeah i sound crazy by saying okay but uh and then right after i feel five breaths on my forehead humanly paced breaths like <sighs> yeah so um 
I wasn't going to open my eyes yep. and see that, yep. you know, and have it haunt my dreams for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I just clenched up, sweating, and just stiff. And so, yeah, I feel five breaths on my forehead, and I don't get any sleep that night. And then, um, you know, I, I tell, you know, the caretaker or whatever mm-hmm. the next morning, they say, well, that is the lady who's waiting for her husband, and any male that sleeps in that bed the same thing happens to them. She is up at your face trying to distinguish if you are her husband. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what the that's what the deal is there. So I mean I have my experience with that to confirm for me. Of course I can tell people and they're like, you're fucking nuts. You know, <laughs> check into the loony bin. One of those things. But I, I'm like I have my experience for me. I was even apprehensive before. I'm like, do I really want to experience something? But I'm like, just go for it. Yeah. And see. And yeah, I I believe it. What about you? Um, aside from, you know, like the, the presence in a room, happy or sad? Um, I think the most, most of the things are, are kind of visual. And, and actually there's, there's some, something happening here in this house, mm-hmm. I think. Um, just every once in a while because I've got because there's a lot of lamps around here because the where I'm recording in a place that is vaguely a porch but sealed but not really mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's single pane windows and then bricks because it used to be outside yeah um, but there's there's like no electricity so I have basically everything running through a one plug and then with extension cords around mm-hmm. the room I can't believe it hasn't caught fire <laughs> yeah I just looked like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh but there's I have, you know, when I'm when I'm working on something uh that's not on a screen that that's kinda dim, I will turn all the lamps off and chill on my on my couch futon thing and I've got like these Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And I'll look up and they're they're actually plugged into kind of their own thing. They're not in this insane amalgamation of terrible uh, fire code hazards. <laughs> um they're they're plugged into a plug in the other room actually, but like I'll just look up and they'll just be flickering like mm-hmm. crazy, just like a lot of flickering, and I'm like, what? And it's yeah. it always comes with thoughts, like right after thoughts of, um, you know, I'll take a, a rest from my project. I'll be like thinking like, what do I want to do with my life? It's always after some sort of deep thought, and I look up and I'm like. What is that trying to tell me? Uh-huh. What should I do with my life? Should I be an electrician? <laughs> should I manufacture small plastic LED things? <laughs> or um, so I don't know. That's that's here, and I definitely feel like when I when I find myself not in in the, the middle of a, a sort of purposeful thought when I'm just kind of drifting, um, I do I, I feel things, you know, pass by or. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see something and I'll be like, that's not how that would normally float in the AC breeze or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of it is, and, and, um, the, the reason I, I think a lot of that is, um, actually about, uh, 10 years ago, um, my dad was living here and he, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's probably haunting this house. <laughs> would you even say haunting or his presence still is here you know yeah I, th- I think I think he's um, I think he's he's still here in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, he wanted me to go to the military and I'm like 
Dad, I don't want to go in the Marines course because I don't like fighting. And I told him, I was like, well, I want to do music. And he's right. like, no. Okay. So I did it anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's part of it. I think that is, mm. I think it's kind of cool because, mm. you know, if, if there is... Uh, if there is some sort of afterlife or if there is a, such a thing as a supernatural intervention where there's uh, spirits or ghosts, if, if he's still here watching, like he's seeing me be successful. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've achieved some success and some renown at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not a E5 in the Marine Corps, but right. I've got my own podcast. I'm teaching, I'm making young people's lives better. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a composer. I'm, you know, I've got my own business. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I, it's fun to think about. Mm-hmm. It's I, I don't I don't think that I want to come to any conclusions on whether or not there is some sort of ghost or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if there is, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know those those people uh, that have have passed from what we know um, are still getting to see this if that is true. Yeah. And if not, it doesn't matter at all. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it could not matter any less because you know I think. Also, in a lot of ways, if we're if we're still thinking about people or talking about people, they're there as much as they can be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And for for there to be something to experience, I think is is uh, be it perceived or real, you know, what is reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> other than perception. So. Right. But yeah, that's that's always fun to think about. That that has actually inspired me a couple of times. Um, because like you know, sitting sitting over there at the piano, mm-hmm. I'll uh, if I'm just kind of you know playing some chords or something, and, and I notice something, I'll, I'll look over or some dust or lint or hair or something will fall into a key, and I'm like, Meh. sometimes it, it doesn't work. Sometimes it's like, yeah, that just clearly doesn't fit. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a new. Oh, it wants me oh, to build a seventh yeah. chord off. Okay. Um, wow. It has, yeah, it has actually come down to that. Like, and some of it, I just, I just need to dust my place, probably. But <laughs> maybe not. Keep it, keep maybe. it dirty. Man. Like, get your inspiration from there. <laughs> maybe give them their etch a sketch to play with. <laughs> yeah. But uh, are you so? Hmm, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I've. I plug my stuff all the time. Do you have anything? I'm I'm gonna uh, link to the the album. See if I can get you a couple more. Oh, okay. Anything else going on? Yeah, I've got anything? a I've got a couple songs I can throw you away. But um, yeah, yeah. So there's the album. There's my Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash/AlexAmadeusMusic, and I actually put music instead of metal because yeah. I'm like, let's leave it open. Yeah. Let's see. I got you. See what's gonna happen. Wait for that country record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the country. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Um, Bandcamp it's alexamadeus.bandcamp.com okay. and the album is five dollars there. So it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can also stream it too if you don't want to buy it. But um, I'm on Spotify as well. Alex Amadeus, just type it in and mm-hmm. I'll I'll be there with all my instruments <laughs> in, that, in that one picture. Yeah, I love that. That's, a, that's the best background. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, that was a big inspiration to like actually do it. It was like got the mic around your neck you got the the bass the guitar oh and you're holding the the drumsticks and each of them yeah right there so um as far as other plugs i think i think that's really oh i have a twitter 
Do I talk about the Twitter? You didn't talk about the Twitter. I haven't talked about the Twitter is unhinged. Twitter is 100% <laughs> me. And I think that's maybe more comedian me who plugs my music every now and then. Uh, Greek underscore steel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my Twitter, too. Uh, if you work with me, don't go there. Uh, <laughs> you didn't hear this. Maybe I don't work there anymore after you have heard this. I don't know. <laughs> But that's that's everywhere you can find me. Uh, just type Alex Amadeus and whatever pops up. Definitely not LinkedIn, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, Facebook, um, Twitter, Bandcamp. That's about it. Right on. Well, we've we've covered a lot. I think this is probably the the most breadth we've we've gone over so uh, <laughs> appreciate that man oh yeah yeah thanks for this has been refreshing really you know sit down with a sit down with a friend and you know get to uh, get to know each other more especially music and even beyond that yeah so we haven't really talked much other than at zero detail shows where mm-hmm. we both kind of you know a little something but you know um when we went out and uh, and had drinks you know for what three hours you know yeah. uh, uh last week yeah, yeah, that was that was really fun, you know. Um, and yeah, you're yeah a great character, and uh, <laughs> I'm not creeped out or anything. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. So we haven't got to the second half yet. So it's, it's <laughs> no, and uh, uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, y'all y'all follow and and listen and enjoy uh, Alex's output. He's, he's a good dude. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>